0: The government is up to stuff, aren't they always up to stuff, but they're up to new stuff and we're going to find out what. Hey everybody. My name's AJ. This is the wealthy idiot show. So recently the government approved a giant spending package that they're calling the reduce inflation act. So they're going to print more money to reduce inflation. However you feel about that, a huge portion of this act is going to go to the IRS, where they're going to hire more tax auditors and come after those wealthy billionaires who aren't paying their taxes. And that's it for the episode. Thanks for stopping by, and I hope you got enough information. Of course, I'm just kidding. There's a lot more information than that. Let's get into it. So the Inflation Reduction Act allotted 80 billion dollars that's a billion with a b to go to the irs to try and recover what they think is unpaid taxes so the irs chief estimates that unpaid taxes every year were roughly about one trillion dollars with a t so their theory is that they can pull some of this money out of the economy that's not being paid in taxes it'll offset that 80 billion dollars paid to the irs The congressional budget office which is an office that kind of does a bunch of estimating and research has estimated that this 80 billion dollars could probably pull in about 200 billion dollars in actual tax revenue so we'll see a net benefit of about 120 billion dollars now 1 trillion sounds like a huge number and you're probably thinking guys like elon musk aren't paying their taxes but that's not entirely true. The ultra-wealthy are only responsible for just over 10% of that number. Most of that comes from ordinary Americans, regular-sized businesses, just ordinary transactions. The actual number for the ultra-billionaires may actually be lower than they estimate because billionaires tend to avoid taxes they don't evade taxes. Now there's a big difference there. Avoiding taxes is using the tax code in order to pay as little as possible. Evading taxes is breaking the law because you're not actually paying what's owed. Now most audits mostly take place on the middle class and a lot of the times the lower class. In fact, five times higher rate that people get audited. Now this doesn't always mean an IRS agent shows up at your home with a gun and tells you to hurry up and pay all your money or they're gonna shoot your dog. It often means that they're going to take a look at the information they have against the information that you provided, and they're going to do a manual check to see if you owe any more money. In fact, this happened to me recently, and I ended up having to owe a little bit more. So I do my taxes to a company. I don't do them myself. I supply all the information that gets sent to the IRS. The IRS gets a similar list of all the data that you have for your filing your taxes from all the various banks and companies that you do business with. So if you have stuff in E-Trade, Webull, your bank generally, um, your W-2s, they already all get sent to the IRS. And so when you're reporting this stuff and you're saying like, this is what I'm doing, the IRS has a lot of that information and they're gonna compare what you're telling them against the data they already have. And if there's a discrepancy there, they're going to tell you that you need to pay. Now, in most cases, like in my case, I think I owed 100, $200. It's not worth it to me to hire an attorney to go fight that 200 it's cheaper just to pay the 200 and make the irs go away now one of the reasons they don't go after the ultra wealthy is the ultra wealthy have a team of full-time employed lawyers and accountants who deal with this stuff on a regular basis all year round which means it doesn't cost them any extra money to deal with the irs coming after them but it costs the irs tons of money to try and go after these guys and then at the end the amount of money they get from these billionaires even upper millionaires isn't a significant amount of money because at the end of the day they're they most of their stuff is already declared to the irs anyways so most of the time they're just avoiding taxes and then the discrepancy becomes like you wrote off this dinner this lobster dinner the steak dinner you know should it really have been written off was that really a business expense and once you start getting into those kind of nitty gritties the value of that audit goes down pretty significantly. So the IRS looking at the fact that almost 90% of unpaid taxes are from the poor and middle-class, not from the ultra wealthy. And they're the ones who are actually evading taxes. And they also don't have the lawyers to really fight. The IRS is probably coming after most of us to see if we're doing our taxes correctly, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're showing up at our doors. Now, I've been saying for a while, I'm going to try and explain how the wealthy get out of paying taxes and why it's extremely hard for the government to write laws to force them to pay taxes. Billionaires and millionaires don't really make a proper income. Some of them do. They'll have you know some income and they'll pay taxes and those are called high income earners. Those are separate from the wealthy and the highest income earners actually happen to be doctors who pay quite a bit in taxes, but the actual wealthiest don't pay too many taxes. They don't make a proper income. It was quite the controversy a while back when donald trump's tax return was leaked and it turned out he paid like 700 dollars in income taxes in a specific year he's not trading his time for money and then so what is there to tax so you might be thinking all right well sure he's got you know income from other stuff though like he's He's living a pretty fancy lifestyle. There's gotta be an income there and probably is some capital gains. You know, his taxes that that were leaked didn't cover the capital gains tax. And a capital gains tax is when you buy some sort of investment. And then when you sell that investment, you owe money on the difference between the buy price and the sell price. But that can be avoided as well. If you can get a loss in the same year as you get a gain in the same year, when you file your taxes, all of that balances out and it looks like it could be a net zero. So an example might be, let's say I bought a whole bunch of Tesla stock and that stock went up. And I also bought a whole bunch of, I don't know what stock didn't do so, a Peloton? Say I bought a bunch of Peloton stock and that stock went down, right? So when I go to sell that year, what I'm going to want to do is sell both of those two at the same time. And that will come out to be net zero. It'll look like I didn't make any money. And then I can take that cash and do what I want with it. So I can sell the peloton stock and turn around and buy something else and i can sell the tesla stock and i can take all the gains that i got off of that and go out and spend it and i pay no capital gains well that works great if you have something that lost but if you didn't have anything that lost or you expect that thing to come back and you're not willing to sell it how do you get out of paying taxes (laughs) here's the ultimate trick and i know dave ramsey's gonna be super mad at me for telling you this one but the answer is you take out debt you don't actually pay taxes on debt And it seems a little bit weird, but this is the part that makes it really tricky to get a lot of rich people. Let's say you are Elon Musk, you start a company and let's pretend that we call it Tesla and it makes a whole bunch of money. You have a whole bunch of equity in that company. Maybe when you started out you signed some sort of agreement that, that guaranteed a specific amount of equity for you. Let's say it was like 50%, 51, so that you had full voting rights. When the company goes public, you get 51% of the shares in the company at the time it goes public. So you didn't actually buy any of these stocks at all. These were given to you because you built the company. Now let's say that inflates and inflates and inflates, and that has a good solid growth of let's say 10% a year, because we like talking about 10%. Now if you turned around and sold those shares today, you would pay the capital gains taxes if And the capital gains tax is 20%. You're gonna pay it on the entire amount. So if you take out, let's say $100 million, you're paying $20 million instantly when you take that out. And that's going straight to the government. But that's not actually what's occurring. When When you sell that $100 million in shares, you're no longer, those shares are no longer growing. You know that they grow at 10%, but they're not growing for you because you sold them, they're growing for someone else. And you take that cash and a huge chunk of it goes to the IRS. You're left with $80 million that is no longer growing. Or alternatively, let's say we know that Tesla stock is growing at 10% pretty solidly. And instead of selling those shares, We go out and we borrow against them. So we go to the bank and say, hey, look, bank, I have this $100 million in Tesla shares. I'm going to give them to you. You're going to give me $100 million. And then I'll pay you interest to be able to buy those shares back from you exclusively. No one else can buy them back from you at the price that I'm selling to you right now, meaning that $100 million. So they're going to continue to grow as the bank holds them. I'm going to continue to pay the bank back slowly over time. And let's say it's a 1% interest rate, but those Tesla stocks keep growing at 10%. I'm still making 9% on my money, but now I have $100 million and none of that $100 million is taxed because it's all debt. I can do whatever I want with it and I pay no taxes on any of it. And then slowly over time, I buy back those stocks that have been growing at a rate of 9% because 10% minus the interest on the loan. And then... I end up losing very little in compared to that $20 million I would have given to the IRS. So this is how most rich people get out of taxes. It's not terribly complicated. It takes a little bit of work. You know, the banks are definitely much more interested in doing deals with guys like Elon Musk than people like me who just don't have as much money to throw around or as much leverage in general. But the easiest way for ordinary people like us to accomplish this same thing happens to be real estate because banks are okay giving low interest loans to people if there's a property backing that low interest loan. So we could do the same thing. Like I've got several houses that are currently Airbnbs. And if I needed cash instead of selling those properties and they're continuing to appreciate the flow, I could go refinance. Let's say the rate's lower in the next few years and I wanted more cash. I could go refinance, take some of that cash out and I would pay no taxes on it because it's debt. So we all have the power to do this. The wealthy just know how to do it better and have a little bit more leverage than most of us. So that's basically the summary of how they get out of paying taxes. Now There are some solutions that people that uh, politicians have attempted to create to solve this problem. And one of them is the wealth tax. One of the biggest proponents of the wealth tax is Elizabeth Warren, who during the 2020 election campaign proposed a 2% wealth tax and continues to kind of stand by that today. She calls it two cents on the dollar. And what she's proposing is that for all the wealth that you have, and she's saying it's for the ultra ultra rich, the income tax was also proposed for the ultra rich, but a lot of us pay that anyways. So, you know, keep that in mind. The uh, ultra rich would have their wealth evaluated and they would pay 2% of their total wealth to the government. And that's a little bit tricky because do they pay 2% on growth? No, they pay 2% on the total amount. All right. Well, what happens if they lose that year? Well, they still got to pay 2%. How do we determine the wealth of everything that they have? We already struggle to do that for property taxes, where we even have a good idea of what the wealth is. We're capable of figuring out what the property is valued at. But for things like, you know how do we evaluate what a company is worth oftentimes that's very subjective or let's say a billionaire puts money into a bunch of artwork and that artwork is subjectively worth a lot to that millionaire but nobody else wants to buy it how do we figure that out so there's a lot of tricks to trying to pull off a wealth tax that i don't think is really thought all the way through for people who don't really understand how all of this process works I think that if you really wanted to try and stick it to these guys, you'd have to try and figure out how to close this sort of debt loophole. But that's really tricky to do because on paper, it just is never going to look like a game. It's always going to look like a trade and it's going to be really hard to try and say that we should tax that as income when it really isn't income. If you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. Comment down below what you think should happen and uh, maybe we can discuss them at some future point. But, Until then, I hope you don't get audited. Protect yourself. Make sure you're doing smart decisions when it comes to your taxes and your finances so that you're not getting in trouble. We'd love to see you guys out of jail and becoming wealthy. And before you go, please smash the button for the YouTube algorithm. I super appreciate it, guys. I'll see you guys next time.